This is Real Housewives of the Kingdom, a sweet space where you'll hear from the hearts of fellow housewives in the kingdom of God, some just like you and some really different in various walks of life. We will talk about how God is walking with us through the good and the hard. I pray you'll be encouraged and entertained as we laugh and sometimes cry together. Most of all, I hope it reminds you we're in this together and you are not alone. Welcome everyone and Merry Christmas. Today, my guest is my sweet mama, Sean Baker. On today's episode, we are discussing Christmas traditions through generations, from my mom's childhood to mine, and how we have adapted traditions throughout the years with siblings, spouses, nieces and nephews, grandkids, in-laws, friends, and family. Our chat will include some sweet memories of my grandma who loved Christmas and Jesus the most and started a sweet legacy of faith, grace, and love, and family that continues today. And well, I literally can't think of Christmas without thinking of her. We share some funny memories that you may just relate to. My mom gives some great tips on slowing down and enjoying the season. How we can look through the lens of love so you can honor God and cultivate sweet time with friends and family, not just surviving, but thriving. We do discuss Santa Claus, and if you have little ears listening, we wouldn't want to give away any of his Christmas secrets, so you may want to pop in your headphones or listen a different time. I hope this episode encourages you and enriches your Christmas season. Hello, everybody. I want to welcome you to second to the last episode of Real Housewives of the Kingdom. Today, I have my sweet mama here as a guest. So she is the person who has known me on this earth the longest, (laughs) officially. And um, I am just excited to have her here. Um, And uh, I could say a lot of things about introducing her, but I want her to introduce herself. Well, I'm Sean Baker. I've been married 39 years. I have four beautiful children, Caroline, and I'm so proud of her doing this podcast and just being a light for Jesus. I have Savannah. She's married to Josh and they have six children. And then I have Victoria. She's married to Bobby and they have one. And then I have Dakota, my boy, and he's not married yet. But we're praying for that. But we're praying. He's single and beautiful. If you're out there, I have a really amazing brother who loves Jesus. And if he hears this, he's going to die. He's going to be so mad. (laughs) But we're praying for you wherever you are. If you hear this. Exactly. So I've been a medical masseuse for 25 years. I've instructed and worked as a massage therapist. Um, I owned a spa just recently. I retired from that. Still do a little bit on the side. I homeschooled all four of my children all the way through. So a total of 25 years. Mm-hmm. And no, we're not weird. People always think we're like, are you weird? Because you're like, oh, you were homeschooled? Except for now, actually. It's so funny. Because when I was growing up, homeschooling was you like, stayed in oh. the house till three because yeah. you didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. And people at church even would be like, oh, you're homeschooled. I'm sorry. And it's right. like, no, I loved it. And so now after COVID, I feel like... It's a lot. It's a really, yeah, yeah, it's a big thing now. <laughs> yeah. And I started co-ops. I started field trip organizations, play groups. When I felt the Lord call me to homeschooling, mm-hmm. I felt like I would make it fun. Mm-hmm. I think we did. Make we it did. Fun. It's awesome. I loved homeschooling all the way through. That was. I went to preschool, but that was it. Yeah. Um, and so right now, if you're watching the video, we are sitting in my mom's kitchen. We are just, you know, a couple weeks away from Christmas. And that is a very exciting. Fun time. Yeah. Some, it's one of our favorite seasons. My love for Jesus came from learning who he was from my parents. And they never 
forced me to believe, but they just introduced me to who he was and allowed the Holy Spirit to uh, work in my life and show me who he was. And so it's my choice to be a Christian, but it's because my parents introduced me to Jesus. And that is like one of the most special things to me about my growing up is that that was the most important thing in our home. And that also came from uh, my grandma um, who did the same thing for my mom. And my grandma has been with Jesus for 27 uh, 27 years. I was 11 when she went to be with Jesus. And, but I feel like I got some very full years with her. I feel like my 11 years with her were even more full than, yeah, like tripled. And I feel like the Lord did that for me, which is incredible. And so today that leads me to our subject today, which is Christmas traditions. And me and my mom are just going to kind of chat about what her life was like growing up at Christmas, what we did once her and my dad got married and what they did with traditions to, and I'll discuss a little bit of what me and Kev do. And we'll kind of talk about now what that looks like with our extended family of nieces, nephews, and kind of how it has grown and changed. And it's important because God gave us this beautiful family and we love to cultivate it. So, and that is part of my heart for uh, women and for this podcast. You know, even though my grandma has been uh, not with us for some time, she really influences uh, everything that we do. I mm-hmm. mean, there's not, a, I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't think about her. Yeah, same here. And, um, and it's cool. I was named after her. So my name is Caroline and her name was Caroline. And that is really cool. That and was a sweet gift I, I gave know, you. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. And it was cool too, because a little time ago, my uncle was doing some work on our family heritage stuff. And he found the passage that she took. So she came through Ellis Island. Her her mom came through Ellis Island. So my great-grandma came through Ellis Island uh, into New York and from Germany. And when he found paperwork, we found out that her mother was named Caroline. So it was really cool because she named her daughter after her mother. And then my mom named me after her mother. So uh, it's not like a name that was every single person was named it, but it is sort of a little bit of a family name, which is cool. And I love being named after grandma. Um, So thank you, mom, (laughs) for naming me after grandma. (laughs) And I love when people tell me I look like her too. Because that's like, when people are like, you remind me of grandma. I'm like, thank you. That is the best compliment you could ever give me. So I want to start with what was Christmas like for you as a kid? So my mom uh, has four siblings And so I have, and I don't know if I've said this in, well, she just named off my siblings. So, you know, I grew up in a family of four. She grew up in a family of five. So why don't you talk about what was Christmas like growing up and that sort of a thing in your home? So I was the baby of five. Mm -hmm. So um, it probably looked different for each of my siblings. Mm -hmm. But for me, I was babied by my four older (laughs) siblings. So Christmas was always magic. My (laughs) uncle would come into town and Uncle Davey would come. And we would go for a ride to look at the Christmas lights. And then we'd come in the door and Santa's bells would ring. We always Mm -hmm. did Christmas on Christmas Eve because of the European. Mm -hmm. And um, the bells would ring and I would be running in the door like I just missed him. And there would be all the presents under the tree. The other thing my mom did is she did a big, huge village. Mm -hmm. It started out kind of maybe with 10 to 15 houses. The year she died, there was probably 700 houses and railroads (laughs) and 
She made the houses. She made the house. In the beginning, she did it. In the beginning, she had all the village from her mother. As those houses broke and disintegrated, she made them. So I just thought it sounded funny. So one year, she had been making the houses all through the year, putting them away, putting them away. We always put it up in the parlor, which was the front. They had a bit, I grew up in a big Victorian home in Redlands. And so we were so excited. We did, it took us like five hours to put the village up, you know, mm -hmm. the lights, the cotton, the houses, the people, the everything. And we turned on the lights and there in the village was tampons and all the boxes she used, the lights came through and like probably half the houses. She, she did smoke and so there were like cigarettes and hedges and we just started laughing. So we quick got some snow and all those roofs ended up having snow having on snow them. On them. I'll oh never forget gosh. that. That was pretty funny. I was probably about 14 at Oh the time. my gosh. That's hilarious. So yeah, I so I kind of grew up as my... My siblings got married and we're leaving the house. So Christmas was always evolving, changing. We always did Christmas Eve at my mom's house mm -hmm. and that was pretty standard. Like any other holiday, it was whatever, but Christmas Eve was always when everybody came back to my mom's house. Mm -hmm. We always had a lot of food. My mom did not know a stranger, so anybody that was <laughs> gonna be alone on Christmas, she would invite. My dad was um, disabled from the war. He was the commander of the DAV, Disabled American Veterans. So we probably had four or five veterans every Christmas, mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, you know. She never wanted anybody to be alone. I remember Merlin was always a, do you remember Merlin? I remember Merlin. <laughs> yes. He was always there. He had every, one leg that was shorter yeah. than the other. And so he always wore the shoe that yes. was bigger on the one side. And he was very jolly and magical yeah. to me when yeah. I think about him. He was, was a kind, kid. quiet man. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. So he was at every, I don't remember an occasion he was not mm -hmm. at because he had no family. So my dad helped him with his disability from the war. His leg was shot. Anyways. I don't think I knew, I think in my mind, any of those people that were always there to me were like family. Like I didn't really especially if they were always there, mm -hmm. you know, it didn't really occur to me that they were right. family. So Christmas was always sweet. It was always fun. I don't know that it was ever extremely expensive. Mm -hmm. Like my mom, we like the latest went in the shopping. Yeah. We went shopping all through the year and she would pick up little things. Now, did you guys, so I know traditionally now with, um, current culture, I mean, gosh, we put up Christmas tree, like some people put it up before Halloween yeah. these days. But um, did you always put up the Christmas tree uh, at the beginning of December? Or... No, when I was little, the Christmas tree went up like Christmas Eve sometimes. Okay. When my Uncle Dave took us out was when the Christmas tree went up. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of a European tradition. Mm -hmm. But as time went on and things changed, I remember one year my brother Scott was in the service and he mm -hmm. was away. He was deployed. And my mom kept the tree up till May so he mm -hmm. could see the tree in the, it was always on the window seat in the parlor in the mm -hmm. village because she wanted him to have a Christmas. Um, after so, that, I, as years went on and I became a helper to mm -hmm. put the tree up, I would say we started around the beginning of December. Yeah. Sometimes we would do it on Thanksgiving, you know, it just depends. Because I think on when... By the time I was around, I feel like all of December was Christmas at grandma's. Mm -hmm. And that was so And our whole house, every bathroom, kitchen... Yeah. Every bedroom, living mm -hmm. room um, was decorated. And a lot of cotton with houses yes. and lights. Cotton, everywhere. cotton, cotton everywhere. Yeah. And she loved Santa's. And she always had Jesus. I mean, mm -hmm. 
there was no doubt that Jesus was the reason for the right. season. In fact, she had a huge sign that she mm -hmm. put on her house every year that said Jesus, Jesus is, is the reason, reason for the season. For the season. I'm going to post that with this episode so oh, okay. that people can see it. Um, but uh, on Instagram, when I post about it on Instagram, I'm going to use that photo. So I'm almost 60. So I would just say the traditions changed being the last, then having my family and bringing mm -hmm. them over. So Right. And, and you were youngest. So really a lot of your Christmases, like you said, were probably even like siblings coming back home right. and, and that sort of my, thing. I'm closer in age to my two of my nieces and nephew than I am to some of my siblings. They were almost more like siblings than... Right. And that was so. kind of magical for you to be able to have them yeah, there. Always. So we have already said how much my grandma loved Jesus, but I kind of would love you to talk about when she became really sold out for Jesus. You were really little, Probably right? Probably about six, five or six. Yeah. And so. would you say she she believed in God before, but she just mm -hmm. became... Yeah. I think she got baptized in the river. That was kind of magical to me. Always she went got baptized in the river. <laughs> so she was always a Christian. But somewhere in that elementary school age, she really like decided to make mm -hmm. God the center of her life. And and that was like right during the beginning kind of of the Jesus movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, and she got spirit filled and we'd go, I'd go with her to coffee shops. There'd be hippies. We'd go to the beach. We'd go and she would just witness to everybody and anybody who would mm -hmm. listen. She'd have her go-go boots and mini skirts <laughs> on or her leather my grandma was like the bet, like her fashion was always, like, you know, she'd have moccasins. And like my mom said, even, even when I was a kid, like she was always, she'd buy a t-shirt, but she would cut it up and put beads all yeah. over it. And she always loved fashion. And me, I'm a jeans t-shirt kind of girl. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching this though, you can, I don't know if you can see, but my mom has like feathers in her yeah. hair so my mom and me both got a little bit of that a little uh, bit spice. of that grandma pizzazz but I feel like that kind of embodies everything about like her zeal for life um and Jesus and everything was just always like at that mm -hmm. I when when I was fairly young maybe 11 she got very very ill and they gave her a month to live so she asked the Lord for her to live till I was 16 because mm -hmm. she felt like leaving me at 11 would be too young. At that point, I don't know how you can say it, but her Christianity went full gear. Like, I don't mm -hmm. remember the Bible not in her lap, whether mm -hmm. we were by the pool, whether we were in the house, wherever we were. Mm -hmm. Her Bible was always open and she was studying and sharing and things and like that. And she was very real about it. She wasn't pushy or inauthentic. She was, she just, she just lived people. it and she loved people. She loved them well. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So one, one really cool thing, you know, you always said she has a, had a Bible in her lap and I always remember her Bible. If, if I wasn't in her lap, her Bible was, and if I was in her lap, her Bible was on her table next right. to her. And, um, and she had multiple Bibles, but there was one that, uh, my uncle Scott got from her when she went to be with Jesus. And there was a, several years back, um, I got that Bible in the mail along with letters from each of my cousins and my uncle had started this thing, gave it to my oldest cousin. He kept her Bible for a year and wrote me, wrote the next cousin a letter and she wrote the next cousin a letter who was her sister. She wrote our next cousin the letter. And by the time I got it, and like my mom said, what, her kids were the youngest. So I was the oldest of the the youngest. Um, 
And uh, by the time I got it, um, you know, I have all these letters from my cousins about what their year was like with grandma's Bible. And it was really incredible. And I, the very OCD and whatever person that I am, I took notes on every page because she had notes on all the pages. And one of the things she wrote was, um, to truly win souls for Christ, we must feel the anguish of their souls. And it's, that was such a cool thing to me because I really think she did. And people Mm -hmm. felt that, um, when she went to be with Jesus, it was, uh, she went to be with Jesus on her birthday and that was right at Christmas time. So, um, we had the funeral and all these things all around Christmas. We were all together. So that Christmas Eve was obviously a very different Christmas Eve at her house, but, um, it was so cool because at her funeral, um, there were, there were so many people at her funeral and so many doctors and nurses. And like my mom had said, she was sick when she was, when my mom was young, my grandma had, um, she ended up dying when I was 31. So right. she did live past 15. God doubled it. Yeah. And the, but she had a rheumatic fever when she was little. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of weakened her heart and then she did and smoke her valves. and her valves. And then she was a smoker. I mean, she grew up in that era yeah. of people who smoked. And, um, but so anyway, so she had some health issues throughout her life. But it was so cool because it, God really used her in the hospital and it was, the funeral was full of doctors and nurses that she had led to the Lord. And well, and three restaurants closed the day of her funeral because she led waitresses and yeah, restaurant managers, and managers and and she would just go love them and tell them about Jesus. The people who took her blood at every yep. week she led to the Lord. And so. then, and I just remember um, being at, you know, the funeral and just hearing so many people, they couldn't wait to share how grandma had changed their life and led them to Jesus. And so that was, that's what I grew up seeing. I saw my grandma, I saw my mom and dad who both loved Jesus and real, like love people in Jesus real. And that's so important because um, you know, people need to really feel that authentic love because that's right. what draws us to God's heart. It's his kindness that, that leads, leads us to repentance. To repentance. Exactly. I would say too, my dad did love Jesus before he died. It was pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. The gift God gave us, but, um, he was very quiet about it, mm-hmm. but he let my mom go. We went to Catherine Coombe. I mean, we went everywhere to all these uh-huh. meetings, all these evangelists. We drove all over the place and, um, she always toted me with her because mm-hmm. I was her little buddy. Mm-hmm. And she listened to, it's so funny. I think about um, podcasting is a little bit of the medium that, um, you know, even like radio preaching or like mm-hmm. preachers that had like, um, so she would listen to, I remember like Corey Ten Boom and Johnny Sentada and she'd watch the 700 Club. Yep. We went and, and saw Johnny many times and saw Corey Ten Boom a few times. I mean... It's so cool. Heroes of the faith. Definitely. Yeah. People who really live are living out their faith and not just popular by today's standards. They're so now with social media, there's so much popularity and, um, you know, with, within the church. And, and so it's so cool that to have been exposed to all of that. And all of that was part of her heart during Christmas. 
Um, and I think one of the things that I love, you know, like you said, she had, she loved Santa. She loved all of that, the magic of Christmas. And I think that really affected, you know, obviously how you approached Christmas right. and then now how I approach Christmas. And, um, you know, I'm, uh, I'm very all things magical. <laughs> yeah. And I think that celebrating Christmas celebrates, uh, the life that Jesus came to save. And so to me, all of these things are important mm -hmm. and it lets people feel loved and helps us to be connected. Well, I remember when I had you guys, I found that book, Santa, Are You Real? Mm. And it's the story of St. Nicholas and yes. it just ties in how he would have been sad if we forgot about Jesus, mm -hmm. but he loved people well. Mm -hmm. And that's why we remember and give gifts because of what mm -hmm. he did. And so that one of our traditions was reading that book every Christmas and that helped me kind of well, and that's what, and I remember you would, you wouldn't read that book to us until we asked, yeah. until we truly asked. So, um, getting into, uh, our traditions a little bit. So by the time I came part of our tradition, um, for our family personally at home, you know, my mom and dad always did the Santa thing. There was, we left out carrots and cookies, carrots for the reindeer cookies for Santa and it was always magical, but I also was, uh, you know, taught about Jesus and why we celebrate Christmas and why we give gifts because he gave the best gift, but we enjoyed all of it. And then when we were old enough where we started to question, is this really real? My mom would read us this book and, um, and it was so sweet the way that it just, it was it, a sweet transition. It didn't talk. It didn't, it didn't make you feel like everything I've ever believed is a lie, you know? And it didn't right. also make you feel sad. It made you feel like, oh, this is so cool to carry right. on this tradition. Yeah, and a gift God gave us mm -hmm. to share. And I can remember saying, uh, like, when you read it to me, um, you know, I think, I think I was like eight, seven or eight. Savannah was like two. So I can remember you saying, okay, so Savannah doesn't, no, yet. And so we're going to, you're going to now help me make it magical for her. And I remember that was so exciting to me. And that carried all the way through. Um, my youngest brother is, or my young, my only brother. <laughs> I, well, my I, only, I have three brothers. I have our two, two brother-in-laws, but, um, well, three, if you count Glenn on Kevin's side, yeah. but, um, my on, in our family, I have two brother-in-laws now, but, um, but all my siblings are younger than me. So my sister Savannah is five years younger than me. My sister Victoria is eight years younger than me. And my brother Dakota is 11 years younger than me. So um, by the time Dakota was, uh, you know, understanding Santa and all of that, I was already um, with my husband. And so we were dating and we got married when he was seven and he wasn't quite asking yet. I remember those first couple Christmases that I was married, still carrying on that tradition. And it was just so sweet to be part of all of that. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then part of our other tradition. So we would do, uh, like my mom said, Christmas Eve was at grandma's mm -hmm. always, always, always. Now, sometimes we did, I know I did a couple plays at church. Yeah. Um, did, and I'm, I feel like the whole family would go to the play and then we'd go to grandma's. Right. Right. Yeah. And, um, so we would, I mean, aunts and uncles, everybody went, everybody to, the play went to the play. To watch. 
And then, um, and like we said, my grandma's house is, was this big Victorian house. So it was magical Christmas and everyone around and, um, just very, very sweet. Um, so, uh, that was part of it. Usually sometime on Christmas day, we went over to my grandma and grandpa Baker's house, mm -hmm. um, to visit them and see that side of the family for a couple of hours and do a little um, gift exchange with those with cousins. Them. Um, but, uh, our personal family traditions, um, like you already mentioned, Santa, are you for real? Um, and just talk about some of the other things you did. And I mean, I know from my perspective, but from your perspective. So every year I would buy a new book. I have a list if people are curious, Carolyn can add it. Um, some were just fun, some were very biblically based. And, um, we would do Every evening we would write, we would read a book and mm -hmm. um, we'd draw together. And if my brother was over, he'd read the book. Or if one of my uncles were over, they would. It just, we kind of drew people into our family tradition and that was really sweet. Um, another tradition was that we um, took from Thanksgiving all the way to January off. Mm -hmm. So um, we would bake. We mm -hmm. went to the convalescent homes a lot. Mm -hmm. And we went to neighbor's house and brought baked goods. We made ornaments. Um, side note on that, my mom was a crafter. Mm -hmm. And we would always craft Hence together. Hence tampon box um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> houses. <laughs> so we would always do crafts. Like mm -hmm. she would always find pom-poms, felt ornaments. Mm -hmm. We did these um, balls that you put wax on and you use Christmas cards. Anyways, we always did crafts. My mom and I did. And um, so I... So once I had Dakota, was that was the year my mom passed away. So I then got a ton of her ornaments. And in those ornaments were the ones I made. And I looked at the, I thought I did a really good job, but I did not <laughs> do a good job. Here's her perfectly polished ornament, and here's mine. It's so cloudy, you can't even see the card. But she left it. She didn't go back in mm -hmm. and correct it. And that was a good lesson to me. Her mm -hmm. little angels were that. perfect. Mine were not. Her little wood <laughs> decoupage. Mine had blobs everywhere and I cut the wooden soldier's mm. leg off. But she left them. And that was a good message to me. So when we crafted, and this is something I would share with people, just mm. let your kids do what they do. It doesn't have to be mm. perfect. Like for me, that was so much love that she did not feel like she had to change it to be perfect like hers. Mm -hmm. um, I would probably guess mine aren't perfect yet because I'm not a crafter, <laughs> but, um, so we, we had You're fun. We though. made, like, <laughs> we made all kinds of ornaments through like every year it was a different ornament mm -hmm. for the tree. And, um, we went and picked our Christmas tree out at a live mm -hmm. Christmas tree farm. Rode in the back of the pickup truck to get it before you had to <laughs> before wear seatbelts. Before illegal. there was like laws. Yeah. Um, and we had, like I threw Christmas parties. We had friends over, oh, I wouldn't say every night, but I would say all the time. most nights we would have. Christmas well, and dinners. there was, and we would go caroling. We would go, I mean, there parades. Were, they were in parades. The mm -hmm. kids were always in parades. Whether it was with Awanas or, um, I was in, we all, me and my siblings were in a homeschool marching band called the Patriots. And so we did, as I got a little bit older, we did, um, or for me, older, my siblings are still pretty little when they were doing the parades. Um, but we did parades in different cities, Christmas parades all around. And that was always so fun. Um, Disneyland was always a staple mm, at Christmas. Yep. Um, just, it was always magical and decorated and 
um, yeah, just taking drives out to Chino to, to go the look lights. at the lights. Yeah. So we did went Christmas caroling. Mm -hmm. um, there was a there's a candy shop in um, Rialto. No, Ontario. Logan's yeah. Candy Store. Yeah. And they would do a little demonstration. On I'll the link candy Logan's Candy Store in the notes. And um, I think you might have to have a reservation now because it's so yeah. popular. But they make the candy cane and then mm -hmm. they tell the story of why there's three stripes and mm. I think it's three. And um, <laughs> yeah. and why the white is the purity of Jesus and the red of the candy canes. And the crook is the shepherds that first went to see Jesus. Anyways, they tell it really well. Mm -hmm. So we did that every year. We'd go visit mm -hmm. Logan's and... Um, I don't know. Um, well, and we would always do, so one thing that sticks out to me too that we did that was different. So, um, well, first of all, we would, on Christmas morning, we would wake up. So we'd be at grandma's at night on Christmas Eve and then come home. And that was cool too, because I think even though we loved my grandparents, I loved that we also made our own family traditions with just our family mm -hmm. that there was also time with just us. And I think that was really important. And I think sometimes in the holidays you can get caught up with trying to please everybody and people want to be around. Oh, I want to see the kids open up their presents. Right. And it's like, I think that it was really important that you and dad made you put up a boundary of no Christmas morning is us. Right. Christmas they morning is our matching jammies mm -hmm. on their beds on Christmas Eve. So they'd come home. Yeah. And we actually carry that tradition on. We have yep. lots of all every Christmas, through. all my children, grandchildren, even my son-in-laws that I love. And yeah. we love it. It's fun all being together on Christmas morning mm -hmm. and all matching. There's just something special about it. Yeah. That. And the and so we would wake up and read um the Christmas story out of the Bible, um, mm -hmm. every single year and we'd have breakfast and it was always, always cinnamon rolls, just your Pillsbury out of the can cinnamon rolls, but it's magical to me. <laughs> I love those. And we still, to this day do when we're all together for Christmas, when we celebrate, we do those cinnamon rolls because it's, and we've added some more traditions, which we'll talk about in a little usually bit, fruit but and something protein, usually like bacon and eggs bacon too. And, eggs. Yeah. and um, the other thing we would do, which I think is pretty different and which I realized was really different than most people uh, do is we open presents very slowly. So I think a lot of people, their kids run out and start ripping open the presents and uh, for, from the most part, for as long as I can remember, um, we start with the youngest kid passes out presents to everybody uh, that they got presents for. And then we all sit and watch mm -hmm. everybody open them. And then the next person passes out and then the next person passes out and we, and we, we don't all our food and then, mm -hmm. and then we continue to go through until we get to mom and dad's presence. And even then we stop, we watch each person open their gift. We talk about it. We're grateful. And I think that was really important in making us understand how special and sweet gifts are. Um, and, uh, it's kind of cool to have watched that tradition go, um, and we'll even get into this more, but, uh, last Christmas we were in Tennessee with my, uh, sister and her family. Um, all of us were together and, uh, you know, even her kids were doing that. Her kids were passing out their presents to each other. And it was so cool to see 
them carrying on that tradition. And I think that really, now when I see movies or if I'm somewhere where people are like opening gifts, I'm like kind of caught off guard because I'm like, you don't sit and enjoy and watch everybody open their gifts slowly throughout the morning. I think it was just you and Savannah were alive and um, we had a Christmas like that. When you're buying gifts, just out of love, you're like, oh, that looks like Caroline. That looks like Savannah. That looks like Tori. You know, mm -hmm. you just like keep buying and keep buying. And then all of a sudden, everybody opens everything. Nobody knows where anything was from. So um, I just had really started praying about it. Mm -hmm. And so, and we didn't, we were a single income family mm -hmm. and we didn't have a lot of money. We were buying a house and, you know, we, we just didn't have a lot of money. I mean, we had enough. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we owned a house yep. and we bought a bigger house and then a bigger house. I never felt like we lacked anything and I always yeah. felt like I got fun stuff. I mean, every once in a while it was like, I, I mean, I can remember like the year we got Nintendo, a friend of mine got Super Nintendo. Right. You know, but I was excited to get Nintendo because mm -hmm. I, I thought that was super amazing that we could have that, you know. So I would take each of you at that time, it was Walmart, and I would just take one of you and mm -hmm. you could pick out the presents for your siblings mm -hmm. and we'd put it on layaway. Then I'd take the other one. So then I had like four layaways and then Walmart was really the only store around that, that did time that you... Also, that you could really buy toys. I guess you could. Sometimes we went to Toys R Us, but right. um, that was in San Bernardino, which was kind of far away. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so we would just do that. And um, mm -hmm. I would say make your Christmas list, but be careful because this you might only get five gifts. So you want to mm -hmm. make sure you put things you love and not just random, random stuff. So the, they would go shopping with their list mm -hmm. and they got to pick out what they wanted every single time. The kids were more excited to give what they picked out for their sibling or for then they were to even then they were their, their own they were just so excited and that's today that's the same mm -hmm. today like we can't help but be so excited to give a gift and that's what I wanted to cultivate in mm -hmm. our family so we did that and we still do it and and it worked <laughs> it takes all day long but yeah it's beautiful and we had many years um Caroline's husband Kevin's family was there and mm -hmm. sometimes we did things with Savannah's husband Josh and um their family we just always yeah. included anyone kind of like grandma who, yeah anyone who well and Kevin said so when we got married um Kevin told his parents he said he said well he goes I'm not doing two Christmases so uh you better come over and get along with the with the bakers and they were fine they loved coming over and then of course um so they kind of became almost I don't want to say grandparents because I don't think they're old enough to be the grandparents, but like an aunt and uncle to my kids. Like right. my kids developed a closer relationship with them because they yes. were a part of all of our festivities. Mm -hmm. And we always had people living here, like people who needed a home. Um, I don't know until dad's accident. I don't think there was ever a time that somebody wasn't with the girls with, you know. Right. You had friends who needed But homes. I think before I got married, before I got married, Christmas morning was always just our family. Yeah. So as soon as we got married, though, that following Christmas, um, Kevin's parents came and mm -hmm. Kevin's brother came. Right. And then um, and then we were all together. So uh, then, it's funny because even like Dakota, when he was little, he bought Caroline jewelry. Mm -hmm. But he said Savannah and Tori weren't old enough to appreciate jewelry yet. So yeah. The they would, he would always say he was so little. Even this is before I got married. Even. Yeah. Um, he would buy me jewelry. He'd always pick me up jewelry. And then... Um, the girls would go, how come we don't get jewelry? And he'd say, you guys aren't old enough. I remember the yeah. first Christmas that 
he bought them jewelry. They were like, we are old enough for jewelry. <laughs> and I, I feel like they were already women by yeah. the time he did it. And it was so funny because he's like, no, you guys aren't old enough. But he had so much fun picking out your favorite it was color. So sweet. Yeah. I still have those pieces because mm-hmm. we can't get rid of them. Yes. One's little coda. I remember. Yeah. It's not so, so little anymore. Um, and now how did, when you and dad got married, um, how did his family's traditions play in with the work? Um, Christmas day, mm-hmm. we always went to his mom's and his mom would make a big roast mm-hmm. and meal. And that was always kind of, um, I, I never really remember my mom cooking. I, I don't know because right. she was sick, so she never cooked. My mom literally so, went out to eat with her parents every single day of my life. Yeah. Which made me a very picky eater. So, yeah. Yeah. But she would make a roast. And I remember her carrots were great. I found out now it's because she put sugar in them. Brown sugar carrots. I know. They're awesome. Like, why are I these carrots so, so good? good. <laughs> and she'd make mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. And it just tasted different because it was homemade. And I'd never yeah. had... Because I'd never ordered that at a restaurant. I'd order a hamburger or a grilled cheese. Well, and I think it sounds like, from what your older siblings say, that grandma cooked before she got sick. And yeah. that grandpa just said, you know what? I just don't want you to put any extra effort in because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. battling a lot of stuff. So yeah, it was so definitely a different... They would even go out on Christmas. Now, Christmas Eve, everybody brought like potluck to my parents' right. house. But Christmas morning at our Christmas, like we would spend Christmas morning together, but afternoon mm-hmm. we'd go over to my in-laws and they had a table. I'll never forget that had a mirror at the end <laughs> and they all would talk to each other in the mirror. This is where I get it. If you are ever, you ever see there's a mirror, got it from I always talk to bakers. myself in the mirror and look at myself in the mirror. So yeah, so we it's would terrible. just sit around the table and, um, and just yeah. kind of do. And it wasn't grandma, quite as traditional as my parents, but right. And Grandma Baker decorated for Christmas, but different than Grandma Eels. So she had a little glass tree with the little lights that mm-hmm. use like the 1950s classic. Probably seen them before in old movies, but that's what she had. And um, and I remember putting it up with her. Yeah, you know, I think I have a picture of you putting. Yeah, it up with her. and she would always put it on the little table that sat between her and my grandpa's chairs and um you know and it was different and I could see that they were different but they were both celebrating Christmas and all of my grandparents loved Jesus so that was something that was always part of oh and she always used to change out the painting mm-hmm. That's above right. so my my dad's mom my grandma Baker was a painter and um she would uh she had paintings in her house that she did and she did one of Mary and Joseph uh on a donkey. On a donkey. Yeah. You know, and she had a little light above it. It was displayed. So it was big even, too. Yeah, it wasn't a little, huge it was over huge. the fireplace. Huge. And um, so realistically, every every home that I spent Christmas and Christmas traditions in when I was growing up, um, surrounded around Jesus. But mm-hmm. we also did fun Christmassy things too. Yeah, I was pretty young when I got married. I had just I turned twenty. The next month after I was married. So I took on some of, like, I always will change up the pictures out. I think probably because mm-hmm. Grandma Baker did that. But yeah. I also over-decorate. I probably have 30 Christmas bins because I decorate every room yeah. like my mom. So I kind of took a little of both of them. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, and then I do the same. I mean, I decorate for Christmas. When I married Kev, um, we moved into, so we moved into a house that was, uh, where his grandparents had lived. And when he, uh, 
graduated high school, he moved down to LA and moved in with his grandpa. His grandma had passed. And, um, so he moved in with his grandpa cause he was auditioning and working at Disneyland. He's, uh, auditioning as an actor in Hollywood. Um, very, um, fancy. Um, and so he was living with his grandpa in Pasadena and, um, you know, his grandparents had traditions too. And it was interesting because his, by the time we got married, his grandpa had passed, but he still lived in the home that his grandparents had. And so it was the same paintings on the wall, the same furniture. And I remember when we, um, when we went to go decorate for Christmas, our first Christmas, he pulled out his grandparents' decorations and, um, and I was like, oh, this is cute. And I went to go put it somewhere like on a table that I thought would be cute. He goes, no, 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 this one goes over here. It goes right here. And, oh, and this, see this little nail right here? This hangs here. And he knew exactly where his grandparents' um, stuff went, specifically how they had said it. And it was so, it was so sweet. I mean, I wasn't offended at all. It was like, I loved, honestly, it just made me like love him more. I was like, oh, I look, cause I love the tradition of my yeah. grandma. And I'm like, I understand if I was living in my grandma's house right now, I probably mm -hmm. wouldn't move where she put stuff. So now it's really cool because in our home that we live in now, when we set up for Christmas, um, I have stuff that I have from my grandparents. Kevin has stuff from his grandparents. I have stuff my mom's given me over the years and we have our stuff that we have cultivated together. And so it's really, really sweet to have all of those things. Um, and we have now our places where we put stuff and that yeah. sort of a thing. So I just love that. And another thing, uh, we do also is Christmas movies. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. We do Christmas movies. Yeah. Nutcracker growing up, we watch Nutcracker every year and going to grandma and grandpa's house in my mind. I mean, Grandpa was Drosselmeyer and I was Clara and I bring my nutcracker with me and I would dream that he was going to come alive. I put him next to my bed at night and I would be like, please become a prince tonight. Please become a <laughs> prince tonight. Um, so I've always had a very, uh, like a love imagination and magic and that I is. pretend friends growing up. And <laughs> yep. Yep. I did. And so, um, so that is just something too, uh, but not just Nutcracker. So we, you know, traditionally watch, um, we watched all the cartoons like Frosty. Right. And, and Rudolph, Rudolph and, and yeah. Yep. And we watched the Grinch. Yeah. Christmas at Elf. Plum Creek. Yep. At, uh, for Little House, Little House on the Prairie. Prairie. Yep. Um, I mean, Elf came out after I was married, yeah. but, but we still, we incorporated, we incorporated new ones. Yeah, exactly. So, so now we've gone from, we've talked about kind of like what it was like when you were growing up, kind of how you put that into us. And then things start to change when your siblings start getting married. Now, when me and Kev first got married, it was really easy because all the kids were still little and it was so easy <laughs> to just come over and everybody was right here. As my sister Savannah got married and then my sister Tori got married, now they have multiple families to celebrate with and and then they start having kids. So now once, ever, once the kids start coming, now they're wanting to celebrate their traditions in their homes mm -hmm. and create new traditions. And so we've sort of had to... Flex and flow. Yes. And mm -hmm. that was, and I always think about, I think it was, like you said, Christmas Eve was always at grandma's, but Thanksgiving was always a roving mm -hmm. holiday because it was whatever, whatever day 
closest to Thanksgiving on the weekend, everyone could get together. Yeah, that's what my mom did. Because the most important thing was to be together. And I think it's important because I think some people get so caught up on the actual date when I think the most important thing is the getting together as a family right. and celebrating Jesus. So, and that is something that, and we've all kind of had to step into that. And it wasn't just because my siblings got married and had kids. Kev and I travel and we've spent at least four Christmases in other countries and we come home and then we celebrate Christmas in January, right? halfway through January. So, um, you know, and I think about what you said about grandma with mm -hmm. Uncle Scott, or leaving up the Christmas tree. And I think, you know, we've always just kind of held on to that concept that it doesn't matter if we celebrate it on the day, but it's just important that we celebrate it. And I yeah. love that. I did get an artificial tree because of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just because I put my tree up usually the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Well, I remember before Kevin and I went to Lebanon, we were going to be at Le in Lebanon for Christmas for a show. And, um, and, but we weren't going to leave until like the 15th of December. And I was like, oh, but we were going to be gone for two weeks. So I said, oh, I, I want to put up Christmas before we go. And Kev goes, okay, but we have to get a fake tree because I don't want, I don't want the tree mm. to be like completely dead by the time we get back. So we bought a fake tree then mm. at that point because I was like, well, I want it to be Christmassy now, so let's do it. Yeah, we kind of have just traditions. We do keep the base of our traditions, mm. but the day we celebrate, the time we celebrate it, it's 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 ever changing. And my it's niece, going to keep changing. Yeah, my niece Monica likes to now have us over. For um, anyone who's in town on anybody Christmas who's Eve, town on yeah. Christmas Eve, she has them over, and she does a beautiful job, um, and we all really enjoy it. Um, mm -hmm. Dakota has been on staff with ministry, mm -hmm. so often Christ he's working on Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah, so that's been hard. But we all go to church on Christmas Eve, and then he just comes over to Monica, so that worked. So yeah, we just sometimes it's the day after Christmas, sometimes it's a couple days before. For me, just being with my kids and my kids all being together is the most important. You right. know, and of course, celebrating Jesus, the reason for the season, that's through the whole month. Yep, exactly. Well, well through the whole year. Yeah. Through your whole life. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's through the whole year. Um, but, and I'm going to go into, so uh, my next episode is going to go deeper into uh, kind of why I really truly feel like it's important, even though some of the Christmas traditions that we celebrate seem sort of pagan, if you will, uh, why I think that's really important still to do that. Um, well, and as a young mom and growing up and wanting to do what pleased God, like there were times, know this, know that, yes, this, know that, yeah. you know, well, no, we can't do that. Okay, well, it's not that big of a deal. We can tweak mm -hmm. it to be, something still special but mm -hmm. you know as a parent you want to do the very best job you can do and um, there's a lot of pressure for that there's a lot of pressure to yeah. do what's right just do what god's calling your heart love your kids and mm -hmm. yeah. well and like last year so uh, last fall um my so fall of 2020 my uh, sister her husband and their five kids and my brother moved to tennessee and so we decided you know what let's all 
go out to Tennessee for Christmas. And so they live now in a beautiful little town just near a lake covered with trees. And it was magic. It snowed on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. It was 17 degrees on Christmas morning. My other sister and her husband and their son, they live... So she was pregnant with my nephew who was born in March. She was pregnant then with him. But um, they live in Southern California, but they own a cabin out there as well. So we all went out and it was... And it was totally different than any Christmas we've mm -hmm. ever had as a family. But it was so cool because we were all together and we did kind of a little bit different things. And, you know, we tried to go to Dollywood. But Dollywood <laughs> closed because of the ice and snow. There was we more, got all the way out there. More ice and snow in the Smoky Mountains than like they've had the on record. 30 years or something. I think it was even more. It was like a hundred years or something. And that was everybody's gift was a Dollywood pass. Yeah. So we were, my mom had bought those for us and we, we got in my sister's big 15 passenger van and literally all of us drove together and we it was about three hours, three hours to get from where they live in Tennessee to where Dollywood is. And, um, they, and we got there and we drove up and it's like, if you've ever seen the movie, um, vacation with, uh, Chevy chase, you know, their whole family goes all the way across the country to get to, uh, an amusement park and they drive up and it's closed <laughs> and there's just like one security guard. And that was literally our experience. We drove and we're like, Oh, okay. Well, I even called that morning when we left the house just yeah. to make sure cause it, it had snowed and yeah. they were saying it was the most, and they were like, Nope, we're open. We're open. And then about three quarters of the way I called and it said, Dollywood is closed. And I was like, guys, the information's now saying it's closed. <laughs> Well, and of course you're going through the mountains in Tennessee, so it's like spotty reception. Yeah. But we just went with the flow, kind of like mm -hmm. what we do every we year with Christmas. Pitch and forge, and pitch and forge, yeah. And we went and like had a big yummy meal, and yeah, and it was crazy because you know we could have let that really derail us, but we didn't because the most because we've already established that that's the most important thing in our family, uh, the being together. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's important too to allow people in your family to have their Christmas traditions and not employ the guilt, right? Uh, or yeah, employ, use guilt on them. I mean, I would just encourage anyone listening, if you have a sibling or a parent or whatever, and you know, they tell you they're going to do something different for Christmas or they can't make it to something, don't give them a hard time. Let them. I think that's one of the biggest gifts my mom gave me yes. was they were alone probably almost every Thanksgiving I remember on Thanksgiving Day, and they just said, "Everybody go to your in-laws' houses, and we'll celebrate on a different day. We don't want you having to try to eat two meals, or you know, we just mm -hmm. want to enjoy." And um, I tried to do that. I hope I have done. You have done that, and that, and then in turn, I remember when Savannah and Josh had their first, their oldest, our niece. Um, that she told me, I think I want to be just with me and Josh and her for Christmas. You know, we can, maybe we can do another day. And I remember her sounding like she was worried that I was going to be sad. And I said, no, sis, do it. 
that's your family. You have to make that a priority. You have to make you guys a priority and don't give in to the stress of if anybody is trying to say that's not okay, then, then they're not, they're not respecting your boundaries. And because I know how much I appreciated that growing up and I wanted that for my niece too. Mm -hmm. I wanted her to have that sweet family time. Right now, of course, when we were all in Tennessee, we were all together. Exactly. Well, but, they've kind of, it, everything evolves. Like you just don't hold yeah. on to anything too tight now. Well, not now because they're in Tennessee, but before they moved, um, in the afternoon to three ish, she, she would invite any aunts, uncles, grandparents over who wanted to, come. who wanted to come. We do hot dogs or hamburgers or whatever, right? Something easy on the barbecue. And we would see the kids with mm-hmm. their toys and spend right. the evening together. Right. And that kind of became a tradition later. Right. And even this year said they're going to Tennessee. Kevin and I are still undecided. I know we're cutting it close. Um, but we're still undecided what's going on for us just because we don't know what's going on in our lives right now. Um, and, uh, my sister touring her husband, Bobby with their son, um, they just remodeled and got into a house that, they've spent some love and just to make it exactly what they wanted. And she's excited to have Christmas in her new home. And she said that, you know, I just, it's really funny because she said home. to me, uh, cause I was trying to decide Thanksgiving one place, Christmas one place. Mm-hmm. So I could be with all the dad and I could be with all the grands. And she said, uh, mom, we could just do Christmas a few days before you leave. Little, he won't know. Mm-hmm. And I thought she's totally got the, Flex and flow thing down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. totally. And I think, but that comes from grandma giving you that space and mm-hmm. then you giving us that space. And then because you gave us that space, we give that space to each other as siblings. Mm-hmm. And I hope that carries down for them to be right. able to do in their own homes because I think that's such a gift because it it turns the focus from being um, from being family and spending time together to getting your way and making people feel bad when everyone, you, everyone has to do the thing God puts on their heart mm-hmm. to do and you have to give them space to do it. So I'm sorry if that strikes a bad chord with anybody, but you know, families need to be able to put them, their immediate family first day together mm-hmm. where we get to celebrate it. And together. it's important to, to think of other people like, your parents or grandparents would love mm-hmm. to see you. Doesn't mean it's on their terms or my terms. No. Right. But, um, right. Keeping people in mind is yeah. always good, you know, yeah. and because knowing... you go back to what's God call us to do is to love others and, and to be in community. Right. Of believers. Yeah. Kind of make all your decisions out of the lens of love. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Is there anything else you can think of that you wanted to share about our, Family traditions or, I mean, I think you just gave kind of like mic drop wisdom right there, but, um, (laughs) I think the most important thing is that you love your children, your grandchildren, your parents, your aunts and uncles, you know, and have a lens to see if people are in need during the holidays. You know, Mm. there's so many people who have nobody that love them and just keep mindful of that. doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you have to include them in everything you do. Mm. But bring them a gift, bring them a coffee, mm-hmm. you know, make some cookies. Yeah. You know? Do you know someone whose family moved out of town? Someone who's a widow? Yeah. Someone who maybe they lost a child or maybe they 
lost a job and are really sad or don't have right. community around them. You know, it's, uh, it's good to really good to be mindful of that. Yeah. Cause you don't want anybody to be alone. I'm my brother's are now all businessmen, but when I was younger, they were projectionists and they said Christmas was one of the busiest days of the year and people would come in alone and they would just buy ticket after ticket and mm. watch movie after movie because it was better to be in a theater full of doing people something. doing something than being home alone on Christmas day. Wow. So, um, so I've always, you know, Christmas can get hectic, but don't let the hecticness take away from the beauty of what God wants this season to be. Mm, I love that. And, you know, and I think it's the world will always push you to feel like there's no time, you know, and I talk about this all the time and I will continue to talk about it. The hustle culture that tells you basically you get a badge of honor for how busy you are, but mm -hmm. that really bring to God the things that you have to get done and the things you want to get done and put it up to the lens of scripture and what's important in life mm -hmm. because, you know, you don't want to time life is short and mm -hmm. you don't want to miss out on God's opportunity for you to love on people, to show his love to people, to spend time with family, things, you know, time goes by. And right. And sometimes I think we put our agenda, um, a mm -hmm. story my mom told me I was with her. I was very mm -hmm. young and, um, her best friend's daughter, Mm -hmm. was not saved and she wanted her to be saved so bad. <laughs> so she went to the coffee shop and she was sitting there and she went with the intention to talk to this young girl and just to show her Jesus. And mm -hmm. she knew she was going to get her saved because it was so important to my mom. So she spent like an hour, an hour and a half just talking with her. And, um, I can still remember her talking to her and, oh, maybe, uh, an hour and a half to two hours into it, somebody tapped her on the shoulder and she said, could you lead me to Jesus? Um, and my mom said, I never even noticed anything around me because I was so intent of what I wanted to do. And God taught me at that moment. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. Yeah. To make sure that you're seeing things through his lens and being mm -hmm. vulnerable, your, your spirit being vulnerable to what's around you. Because it's not, we don't decide Nope. We don't decide. We just love and show people mm -hmm. that love. Well, in talking about your own agenda, I remember one of the first Christmases where everybody had something to do. So all the kids were out of the house already. And so me and Kev had Christmas Day off, completely just us. And Kev remembered a friend of ours who's a bachelor really good friend. And, um, he said, Oh, let's, let's check in and uh, see if he's doing anything. You know, I just don't want him to be alone on Christmas. Well, I was like, Oh, that, what a great idea, babe. That is so good. Yes. Yes. And then immediately I start dreaming up in my mind, this wonderful morning breakfast. I'm going to make this big spread. We're going to have mimosas. We're going to sit around watching Christmas movies, enjoying each other's company all day. I'm already visualizing it, thinking of the meal, what I'm going to make. And Kev calls him and he goes, let's go on a hike. And he goes, he wants to hike to the Hollywood sign. I was like, on Christmas? <laughs> on my Christmas? <laughs> Kev Almost was, killed you. Yeah. <laughs> and Kev was like, 
yeah, babe, is there a reason we can't? And I was like, it's just, I, I wanted to be by my Christmas tree. And, and, and I kind of started to have a hard time with it. And the Lord was like, Caroline, <laughs> let's just like, your heart needs to be right, you know? And it was hard. And I can't actually say that, I can say that I did go on the hike. And I, and I had a happy heart going into it, or I was trying to have a happy heart going into it, but I can't say that I was excited about the hike, but we did it and it was fun. We had a good time. It was fun and funny. If you've ever hiked to the Hollywood sign, there's like the old bat cave where they used to film the old Batman. And we brought, I had done a costume show where I had a Batman like mask and um, a Joker mask. And so we brought them and we took pictures anyway ended up being really funny. And then, um, and then we, and then we got pizza and got some fun Christmassy beers and went back to our house and hung out and I had Christmas music playing and it was a beautiful day. It was a good day, but it was so funny because I loved the idea of, oh yeah, do your, you know, you guys do your thing for Christmas. That is so okay. Everyone should do, but once it affected how I had visualized it. And I knew the Lord wanted to work on my heart on that. And so now I look back at those pictures and it's a fun memory. And I think it's fine and great that we went on a hike. And I'm glad that the Lord chose to try and get my heart to be right and to point that out to me. Because now I feel like it's helped me to continue to be more open for the holidays and traditions and hanging on to traditions um, sometimes takes away the joy, the joy and the purpose for the season. Mm -hmm. Why Jesus is the reason right. for the season. And it's like, grandma would have gone on a hike with him <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> but this is why, like, when we grow up, we want to be grandma. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And I want to be my mom too. My mom is, my mom has done the same thing my grandma did where she just welcomes anybody in and anybody knows um, that she is so welcoming. And even when I was growing up, my friends would always want to hang out with her. <laughs> I didn't They'd know that. They'd go over and they'd be like, does your mom want to come in and hang out with us? And I'd be like, well, we're having a slumber party and we're talking about boys. I know. Let's see what your mom thinks. I'm like, I love my mom, but, but I just wanted to hang out with my friends. Because we're seeing a little like, I don't know. You can see maybe got so much from the beginning, but um, anyway. And then that's why that there's there's a movie about that about a mom who goes back to college oh. with her daughter, and um, and I laughed because her she's a really fun, sweet mom, and all the college friends are like, "Can your mom come with us?" And I laughed so hard I was crying in the theater, and Kevin was like, "Everybody was looking at you." I was like. Totally no. That was my mom. That's exactly. Everyone wants to hang out with her. So point being, um, yeah, I and I hope that I have that same yes, uh, love when people I will come say my one home. of our traditions has become Caroline makes sausage biscuits and gravy. Oh, that's true. Christmas that is morning. a new tra tradition. That, you've done it for probably five, eight years. Oh no! Mm, and that's Dakota a yummy, still... yummy. That's a yummy, yummy tradition. So it's the Bob Evans recipe. And I would say maybe ten years. No, it's no. been over ten years. Over for ten sure. years, yeah. Um, they are yummy. 
Dakota was still living at home. And so now, yeah, we do. Isn't it funny how food can do that? Like yes. it can bring a beautiful memory. Just the flavor. I don't of it, the ever taste, the eat smell. on any other time of the year, only Just Christmas then. morning. And we have fruit and, you know, I and mean. cinnamon rolls. And cinnamon rolls <laughs> and orange yeah. juice and mimosas and now we that still, all the children are old. So when we do all get together, we still do the traditions that our family started. So we start with the nieces and nephews. Or my, the youngest, my youngest grandchild. Yeah. My, well, yeah, your grandchild, my, my niece and, or nephew, or well, I guess so now. No, now the youngest will be a niece. I think I said no, a nephew. But, so we start with them passing out mm -hmm. the gifts and watching. And so now that is what we do all together. And it's um and we did it last year in Tennessee with all of us. And all together we're six, seven, seven children, five grandkids, and dad and I. And now we've added two more grandkids. Grandkids. Yeah. So um, so it's a lot, but it's really sweet. And I'm just, I just love what we've done. All right. Well, uh, I think we're going to close. I think <clears throat> if you're listening, I hope that this encourages you to make traditions, but hold them loosely and know the intention of them, that it's not doing it exactly on the day, exactly the same way, but that or it's, perfect or perfect. Exactly. But that it's doing being together and celebrating Jesus and celebrating Christmas in the giving of gifts and the giving of our time. Mm -hmm. And especially in the middle of such a busy season, it's such a sweet thing when you can focus on that versus being so overwhelmed and not being present in the moment. And I think it's so much more important to be present in the day with your family than it is to hit a certain date or a certain time or a certain tradition specifically. Yeah. I think, um, oh, probably 20 years ago now, maybe 25. Mm -hmm. I don't know. A lot of years ago. I don't remember exactly. I was asked to do a Christmas retreat, mm -hmm. um, to massage at. And so I went and every year it was the first weekend of December and we sang carols. People brought their Christmas cards. We heard messages, just beautiful messages on family traditions and mm -hmm. Jesus and just everything. And it was very slow paced. And that's how I kind of began to slow down because that was just such a good precursor to the season. Mm -hmm. Like not to go into it. I have to buy this. I have to do that. I have to cook this. I have to see this person, but mm -hmm. just like, okay, center my heart right with God. And mm -hmm. then start the season. Well, and you get so much done that way. Like you said, we were always doing something, but it never felt rushed. It always felt, it always felt easy. It didn't feel like Sometimes staying up till two, watching Christmas movies and sleeping in. Yeah. Um, just whatever, mm -hmm. however it happened. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of times you couldn't buy Christmas movies, like, especially when you were younger. I mean, right. VHS came out, but but not every VHS was available. Right. Not every movie was. So when Christmas movies came, you had to watch them when they played. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, I'm going to end with the rapid fire questions. Um, what is your favorite vacation place that you have been to and why? Um, it's going to sound funny, but I think one of my top vacation places that I have loved is San Diego because mm -hmm. um, being my dad was disabled. It was where I vacationed as a child. Always. That's mm -hmm. where we went to. And then um, when you moved out of the house, you worked in San Diego. Mm -hmm. So many of our summer vacations 
were in San Diego visiting you. Me and my husband did an acrobatic show at SeaWorld for four years called Cirque de la Mer. So it was in the water. So yeah, so we um, would go down there many times Mm -hmm. through the summer and stay a week or stay a weekend or whatever to see you because I just wasn't quite ready for you to be completely gone yet. (laughs) Well, and I'm grateful because then I got to see my siblings too, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm obviously very close to them. Yes. So, so, um, San Diego just has a lot of sweet memories Mm -hmm. for that reason. That's sweet. I love that. What is your favorite scripture or life verse? Um, I have a few, but one would be Psalms 118.24. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. Mm. And so I kind of think it embodies everything we've Mm. talked about. Like what is today? God made today. We're going to be happy. We're going to enjoy it to its fullest. We're going to love people. And, um, as a child growing up, every day of my life, my mom would say, Shauna, what's today? And I'd say, it's a day the Lord has made. What are you going to do? And I'd say, rejoice and be glad in it. And if I was <laughs> mad about something, I'd be, it's a day the Lord has made. She goes, Shauna, what's today? And until I got my attitude in check, <laughs> I'd have to repeat it. I'd open that. my lunch at school and she would have written it on the napkin. Um, literally every day, one of the last things she said to me before she died mm-hmm. was that. So, um, and since she's passed away, Whenever anything is kind of sketchy or hard in my life, that scripture comes up, like on the radio, mm-hmm. or um, it's kind of sweet. It's like a tool that God gave, mm-hmm. that she gave you, that God had right. her give you. I, and then did you have a second verse that you wanted to do? Or? Well, the whole passage of Psalms 139 mm-hmm. is yes. like just insane to me, that God knew me before he made the foundations of mm-hmm. the earth, and that he cared about me, he loved me. Mm-hmm. Um that um, that whole chapter. I hemmed you in behind and before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, before mm-hmm. you were in your mother's womb. Mm-hmm. So. Um, All the days were ordained mm-hmm. for you. Yeah, yeah. I love that. And I also love Ephesians 1, 4. It's the one I tattooed on me. Oh, talking job. about I am chosen for he chose me before mm-hmm. the foundation of the earth. I mm-hmm. think both all that to me just speaks that. God knows me. Mm-hmm. He knows you. God knows where we are. He cares about you. You're not alone. You're mm-hmm. not invisible. The God who made the whole world loves you. Mm, I love that. Um, Okay, one more rapid fire question. Favorite TV show or movie? And I'm going to say you need to add in your favorite Christmas one since this is Christmas episode. I think of my life, my favorite movie is, it's kind of an oldie. It's Mm -hmm. Ever After Mm -hmm. with Drew Barrymore. And it's kind of a Cinderella story. Mm -hmm. And um, there's a point where she's needing to be brave and walk in. Uh-huh. And she stands up on the steps, and she's all made up. The uh-huh. fairy godmother made her. And she says, just breathe. <sighs> and that's me. Like, sometimes I uh-huh. always feel like um, maybe I'm not adequate. I'm afraid if I'm going to walk mm. in, you know, will Which I be liked? Am I wearing the right thing? Nobody would ever guess that you struggle with that. Yeah. So um, I just, in my mind, I always tell myself, <laughs> just breathe. <laughs> so... That whole movie, there it's a good movie, but I think because of that, and she's kind. She's kind to the servants, and just her kindness is overwhelming Sweet. in that movie. Yeah. My favorite yeah. Christmas movie is yeah. White Christmas. I love White And Christmas. I love, the kids and I watched it all mm-hmm. the time growing, them growing up. Well, and I always remember, because I was a ballerina, and there's that moment at the end where there's a little girl, and she's on point shoes, and I remember watching it before I got on point, 
dreaming of the day I got to go yes. on point. And then I remember the first Christmas that I had my point shoes and then the part was coming and I'm like, wait, pause, let me get my point shoes. I need to be on them for this moment. You know? Yeah. I, wa so. I watched it with my mom and uh -huh. then I watched it with my kids. Oh, so um, and Elf is always just fun and quotable yeah, and you can't not watch it and not laugh. And I, I of course love Santa Claus three mm -hmm. because there's an elf in there that I just love. I know my brother was an extra in uh, the Santa Claus three movie. And when I say he was an extra, he was an elf in the Santa Claus three movie and a, a regular elf. So he was in, he, he worked on the movie for a couple of months, yeah, five. Um, five months. And so every day he would go in and he was little, um, under 10. Yeah. I, I was going to say eight or nine. Yeah. And he would go in every day, go into makeup, get his ears put on, get his makeup put on, get his costume. And I remember he said one day um, to you. We were driving because it's, it's, it's a drive to get there. To get to where the studio was that they were filming it at. And he said, Mom, it just feels real. It makes me want to think it's real. Because yeah. the set was magic. Yeah. It, the minute you walked on set, it felt like. And I, we even went with him and were his guardians a few of the days because obviously... My mom had a lot. Yeah. My mom had two other kids still at home. So, um, so we helped out with that a little bit and it was always just so, um, just so sweet. Yeah. But I even like the first Santa Claus. I liked all of so them. Yeah. The first and third are my favorites. I yeah. Like that. That's awesome. I just love that. Everything that's happy and good and sweet. And I think that really truly celebrates the life that Jesus came to save is really enjoying all that and not getting legalistic about mm -hmm. what's okay to celebrate and what's not. Right. So I think that's a good for not just Christmas, but your whole life. Yeah. Like, um, nine was gracious. Like I was such a young mom. I'd be like, no two piece bathing suits. Okay. We can do a two piece bathing suit. No <laughs> dating, no talking to boys. Okay. You can talk to boys. Okay. We're courting again. No, we're not courting. And nine's like, okay, mom, whatever you say. I'd be like, I'm sorry. I'm just so young and I just don't want to mess it up. Well, it's like you get influenced by people sometimes. And I think that's hard because you think, oh, wait, am I doing it wrong? And then God reminds your heart and goes, no, you don't need to do that. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, and I think the biggest thing I wanted to impart was just like, you have the heart of God. Mm -hmm. Like, do, yep. do what we do that hurt is the, the most... heart of God? No. Yeah. You know, we want to, we want to. No other thing was more important in our family growing up was that, you know, just walking with God in his heart. And, um, it was, you know, not a list of rules, not a list of rules, behaving perfectly, doing perfectly in school, you know, pursuing a career. None of that was important in light of mm -hmm. the gospel. That was still discipline and things like that. Mm -hmm. But Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were, no, I was disciplined, but for good reason. <laughs> All right. So, uh, in closing, is there any other, is there any resources that you want to share that you're loving right now? Things that you're loving to do? Um, I'm doing a study by Je Jen Wilkin called better on study on Hebrews. Mm, that's cool. Um, I think it's impacted me because she really points out that, um, the author is speaking to Jews who are just getting acquainted with Jesus mm -hmm. and that um, some of the scriptures in Hebrews have always been kind of confusing to me mm -hmm. and um, they're becoming clear now. Mm -hmm. And she made an example of Judas that mm -hmm. 
he was exposed to Jesus. He was mm -hmm. very exposed. He walked with him, mm -hmm. but his heart never was given to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And a big thing to me is I want Jesus to always have my heart. I want God to have my heart. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, Hebrews is coming alive in a different way through this study. Mm -hmm. um, for self-care, I've been trying to do a mask every month, mm -hmm. um, trying to... Um, been eating really eating healthy. healthy yeah I've been eating healthy and drinking more water and I've taken mm -hmm. a lot of things out of my diet that just didn't sit well with me mm -hmm. so I figure I and she's still having fun she's not being like oh no not, I don't yeah yeah but she but she's just being more mindful I'm to do yeah. that I figure going into this next season of my life um I just want to be healthy I want to mm -hmm. be able to um Hike with my grandkids still, mm -hmm. and you know, yeah. Like in the uh, in the summer, she went out to Tennessee to visit the my sister and her family, and um, my mom went tubing with my niece, mm -hmm. and it was pretty incredible. Because at that point, I had lost thirty five pounds, and before I might have been self conscious about mm -hmm. getting in and out of the boat, and um, jumped in the lake, and um, she whispered, it was on her birthday that we mm -hmm. did it, and she just said, I'll never forget my 10th birthday, because you went tubing with me, it just mm -hmm. melted my heart, that's so, so awesome, I'm just, it's like good motivation, mm -hmm. just yeah. working toward healthy, yeah. I figure my 60s will be the best years yet, mm -hmm. <laughs> amen, I love it, that's yeah. awesome, today's December 10th, and we are just 15 days away from Christmas, 14 days from Christmas Eve. So I hope you still have a couple of weeks to slow it down a little bit and take some time and just consider your traditions. And I hope our traditions have encouraged you and our stories have made you laugh. <laughs> and you'll realize that we don't all do it perfect, but uh, nope. with the Lord, he helps it to be a sweet time. Thank you, mom, for You're being welcome, on the show. Girl. I loved having you on. And uh, we have one more episode this season that'll be airing on December 17th. And that will be all about uh, Jesus and his birth and why I celebrate it in a little bit diving a little more into Christmas and celebrating Christmas. So I hope you will join us for that. The new season starts on January 7th. Uh, so I am excited to do season two and I'm excited for all the interviews that I have coming up. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, mama. Thank love you, baby you. girl. I love you. Mwah. Okay. All you housewives, that's it for today. I'm truly grateful you joined us. If you know anyone who would be encouraged by this episode, you can easily share it by taking a screenshot and adding it to your stories or feed. You can also text it to a friend. New episodes are uploaded every other Friday. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch them all. You can find and interact with me on Facebook and Instagram at Married Rogers Neighborhood, as well as my website, which I linked in the show notes. If you enjoyed our conversation today, it helps so much if you could take a second to rate and give a five-star review. It really makes a huge difference for me in the podcast. Just remember, we are in this together. God loves you, and you are not alone. See you next time.